Have you been thinking about buying, selling, or investing in real estate? Tyler and Shana Camps with Keller Williams Realty have been serving New Mexico families for over 10 years. With their knowledge and guidance, you're guaranteed to have a slam dunk experience. Give them a call at 505-615-8437. Davis Healthcare Navigation is a woman-owned business with 29 years of healthcare experience, including floor nursing, medical device sales, and health plan experience. Davis Healthcare Navigation can help your healthcare business with strategic business development, contract negotiations to include value-based contracts and marketing needs. Stacy Johnson Davis can also assist families to navigate healthcare for you or your loved ones. Call 505-401-6537 to discuss your healthcare navigation needs. All right, welcome back to the Pit Press Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Tamori. Um, Even though I was at a UNM basketball press conference today, and Eric and Ed and I will get to that in a later podcast, still steamrolling forward with Mountain West Conference football and recapping spring, even though it's post-D-Day, June 6th. I am very happy to have another guest from around the conference on. Uh, Today, we're focusing on the University of Nevada, uh, which I know most... UNM fans basketball would despise that now. Um, she covers Nevada athletics and, and she is alumni of the university of Nevada, Reno. She works for Nevada Sportsnet, and she is an anchor reporter there. Her name is Shannon Kelly. Shannon, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you for having me. All right. Uh, delving into the Wolfpack's spring practice. Uh, one of the big things is, um, they have a transfer from Colorado, the quarterback there. And as again, doing my due diligence, I lost his name. Um, but he, Brandon Lewis, correct? Transfer from Colorado. Brandon there, Lewis. once yeah. again, I'm off to a Brandon hot Lewis. Brandon Lewis. Once again, I'm off to a hot <laughs> start. Uh, he started all I, this, I knew though, he did start all 13 games for the Buffaloes last year. Uh, you said there's a bit of a con- quarterback competition, probably possibly brewing into s- fall camp. Um, what did you make of his spring game performance and what do you think he brings transferring out of what Deion Sanders is doing? Yeah, you know, it, it's really interesting looking at the quarterback position now under second year head coach Ken Wilson last year, having Nate Cox, who was a returner, who was from Coach Norvell's staff, and then having Shane Illingworth, the Oklahoma State transfer. And now this year you are, you're adding Brendan Lewis into the mix, uh, the Pac-12 transfer. He's a great runner. I mean, he's a dual threat guy. He completed uh, more than 58% of his passes at Colorado for seven, more than 1700 yards, 10 touchdowns. And I think, you know, I definitely saw spurts of him during spring scrimmages of what he's capable of doing. I don't think he had the strongest uh, spring game per se. I think in one of his previous scrimmages, I saw a little bit more out of him, like, oh, this is the Brendan Lewis that everybody's talking about. Um, but we saw a lot of bright spots from him throughout camp, as well as we saw AJ Bianco. He was a true freshman on the team last year. He redshirted, and uh, so he'll be in the fold this year. And then also Shane Illingworth returning too. So 
I would say really between the three of them, it's, you know, it's going to be a heated battle into, into fall camp. I don't think anybody necessarily won the job out of spring. Um, but, you know, definitely a mix of those three guys uh, heading into fall because I don't think it's anywhere near locked up headed into the summer. Uh, you know, I'm kind of backtracking. Uh, Ken Ken Wilson was an assistant for years. Jay, no- Jay Norvell leaves for Colorado State, and I think maybe I might be making this up if I don't remember this correctly, but it was almost like an apples for apples type thing where he left for Colorado State within the conference, and he had built up somewhat of a good stabilized program at Nevada. Um, and then Colorado State goes in there and wins in Jay Norvell Bowl. But what is the overall kind of a two-part question? What is the you're already a year after Jay Norvell leaves? What are the feelings in Reno on him? And can t- can Wilson turn the ship around? Yeah, I think that's a great question or questions I should say. I think you know what Jay Norvell was able to do here. He certainly was able to turn the program around after the former head coach, Brian Polian, left the program. Um, You know, there were some upset Wolfpack fans at the game when Nevada played Colorado State this past year at Mackey Stadium. It was, uh, you know, there were a lot of seats uh, that were filled. I mean, fans came out on a Friday night. Uh, They wanted to see the game and, and, you know, um, but I think now with where Coach Wilson is at, fans are very excited about Wolfpack football. And I think, you know, there's a lot to look forward to after it was a tough season going two and 10, winning your first two games of the season and then dropping every game since then. A lot of them were blowouts in Mountain West play, um, you know, but the roster was pretty, pretty depleted when Coach Wilson did come in. There were a lot of guys that transferred, you know, some did go to Colorado State, but a lot of them left for other schools and other programs as well. And I think that's just kind of the trajectory of where college football is at and sports, college sports in general. Now, as you never know if a player is going to come in for one year or for four years, who knows? But I think fans are definitely now excited about Wolfpack football. There's some day games at Mackey Stadium this year. Fans have been asking for day games for years. Uh, one of those is the home opener against Idaho. That's a four o'clock kickoff. One of them is the UNLV rivalry game. That's a two o'clock kickoff. So I think there'll certainly be a better crowd at Mackey Stadium this season. I've never known of that. Is it not an afternoon thing there? I don't don't follow that. Typically not. Typically not. It seems like in the past several years, you know, the Nevada being on the West Coast Pacific time, they get those late night, 7 o'clock, 7.30 kickoffs. And fans just unfortunately don't come out for one reason or another. I mean, sometimes, you, yeah, you will have a sellout or, you know, the UNLV game. That was a, I want to say that was a 6 or 7 o'clock game on a Friday night, Nevada Day weekend, uh, two years ago. But, yeah, a lot of fans just don't come out for those late kickoffs. But that's the TV TV window, the TV time dictates that, but uh, fans have been asking for day games for quite a while, and hopefully they'll they'll show up for these 
few day games in the rest of the season. You know what? That makes sense. I didn't think about that. I, I retract that. That might have been a dumb question. Um, you, you, but you're, you're mountain time though. Yeah. Mountain you, time. Yeah. So it's, it's a little different. It, it you is. don't think about it in that regard. It isn't, you know, I watch college basketball. I watch like the smaller conferences religiously, like the West coast conference, the big West. Uh, I, I like we were, t- before we started recording, we were talking about basketball and funny enough, both of our somehow both of our parents went to Fairleigh Dickinson. Um, but uh, like I watch Hawaii at like ten o'clock or midnight on a Saturday, so I get that. And that, that coming full circle, that that makes sense. Um, going back to Ken Wilson, you you had mentioned you know um, prior to hitting record here that the Ken Wilson hit the transfer portal really hard, and a lot of players from the Pac-12, obviously Brandon Lewis from Colorado, but you have. Running back Sean Dollars from Oregon, Ashton Hayes from Cal, wide receiver John Jackson the third, USC Isaiah Crocker from Oregon, a tight end from Cal. What I mean, the Pac-12 is still a big conference, but and it's still a Power Five conference. But I mean, that has to make a splash to to Nevada Wolfpack fans, right? Yeah, certainly. I mean, adding in these big name guys that transferred for one reason or another. And, you know, it's exciting to see, hey, this was somebody who, you know, played at the complete highest level of college football at a power five conference. You know, what can they do here now? How can they exercise those talents here at Nevada? Um, But yeah, there's a handful of guys, as you mentioned, uh, a lot of them there. You also have quite a few guys from Oregon. You have Sean Dollars, the running back. You have the linebacker, Jackson LaDuke. He's also a Spanish Springs, Northern Nevada kid. Uh, Nevada just landed a commit as well over the weekend from an offensive lineman from USC. So I think there's, you know, a lot to be excited about as these guys come in to the picture and then how are they going to to fit um, into the system? And I think that's what's exciting to see what they can do. And just to backtrack, you know, with, with with coach Ken Wilson um how is he being portrayed in, in Reno and and do fans there think he's the man for the job I think so I think fans are are excited because he was here for so long he was here under coach Alt as an assistant um you know he left he went to Washington state he went to Oregon as an assistant and now this is his first full-time FBS job but he was here for so long and really knows the history and the tradition of the of the program when Coach Alt was here, and uh, I think fans are are excited that he's back. Um, you know, and it's it's been a different, it's just a different uh, era comparing it to the Brian Pulling era, and then the Jay Norvell era, and then now the Ken Wilson era. It's just completely different because they're all such different coaches in their own ways. Um. So- Wilson's specialty was uh, during his assistant coaching career was defense. Um, you know, it, a lot of parallel, a lot of parallels that are a lot of things that are similar with last year between you and and Nevada, although not two years ago, um, things have been a little bit more desolate around here the last decade plus. Um, but the defense, the, the Wolfpack didn't have much um, success as a team, but the defense seemed to be a strong suit. How, do they move forward with players in the transfer portal and then replacing somebody like defensive tackle Don Peterson? Yeah, that's a, a great question too. I think that's going to be tough to really replace Don Peterson and his explosiveness and his leadership as well. But Nevada's defense, I think, 
this year it's going to be another strong suit. You look at their linebacking core, you have Drew Watts returning, Naki Matialona returning. Uh, you have Elijah Winston. You also added in uh, the Oregon transfer, Jackson LaDuke. You have corners, Jaden Dedman, Isaiah Sesima. They're coming back. Um, you know, so I think there's a lot to be excited about because of the, you know, the, the steps forward the defense was able to take last year under a new head coach. And I think, uh, you know, but replacing Dom Peterson, that's that's going to be tough. I mean, he was top five in school history and career sacks, tackles for loss. <laughs> um, you know, you're not just going to be able to replace that probably in, in one one year. But I think there are certainly guys that are that are in the pipeline up front that uh, that can help that can help replace what he was able to do. Uh, here, here's me really doing my, my, uh, my journalistic due diligence and, um, sort of an open-ended question. Again, I've, I've made it known. I can't keep up with every program. Um, and it's, it's kind of hard, but, uh, how would you take away what this program accomplished over the spring practices in, in 2023? Well, I think there are a lot closer and a lot further along. That was one of the biggest things that Coach Wilson alluded to after their first scrimmage uh, was how close this group was. And, you know, compared to last year, um, you know, where he was just four months on the job, he was just trying to set a foundation. And now he said, hey, that foundation has been set. And I think you could see that. You could tell that, you know, they've gotten better at effort and camaraderie and just being further along as a team, because that's difficult, any type of coaching change and lots of changes and, you know, student athletes are, you know, set in their, set in their ways. So to have, you know, all these changes come in last year, I think this year though, they're definitely, they made progress and they're in the right direction after that tough season. But that's the biggest thing that I got is, you know, these guys, they're bought into what coach Wilson is asking of them. And, and, you know, they're, they want to win more than two games this year. That's not something they're proud of. They don't want to have another two win season next year. I've asked, I've asked this to every reporter I've had on or somebody connected with the school. What is Ken Wilson's approach to NIL? How is he adapting to that in, you know, the wild West that that is NIL right now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's certainly on board with it. Um, athletic director, Stephanie Remp, she's done a great job, uh, you know, improving the the collective, the NIL collective and how Nevada is involved and really making efforts in the community to, um, you know, to have NIL become a, a really a focal point when that necessarily wasn't a focal point, you know, in a couple years, couple years ago. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, excited about what, what there is to come. Um, I haven't talked with him you know, recently about it, but I think it'll be interesting to hear, you know, once fall camp starts, kind of where things are at with that and to see, you know, what players, you know, how players have been able to use NIL um, as leverage uh, for them and, you know, to help, help them help the program and whatnot. Right. Uh, I've looked at, I'm looking at the schedule. I'm going ahead to, to, to September, um, you get six teams that went to a bowl game. Uh, and then your first, the first two of the three of the first, let me rephrase this. 
two of the first three games. Wow, if I could talk today. Um, <laughs> are against Kansas and USC, and they open up the season at USC, and then they get Kansas at home, which is a CBS Sports Network game in the, on September 16th. Um, I mean, a lot, of co- a lot of teams in this conference do that. They go to USC, but... I've kind of asked this question, and maybe I'm beating a dead horse. Is it, uh, hey, we'll play anybody time anywhere? I know it's a money game, um, but are they afraid to go to someplace like USC? And how? And if they have a good showing, what does it look like for the program? Is it a good look for the program? Yeah, I think you know, you know, he actually just came in. Coach Wilson just came into our into our studio, and and he said, you know, he knows his group is going to play hard in that game. He said that. He said we're going to go out there and we're going to we're going to play our butts off and um, you know, they're going to play to, they're going to play all four quarters, just like they would any other game. And while it'll be tough, I think the same time, it'll be a good, it'll be a good measuring stick. And coach Wilson said that as well. It'll be a great test to really see where they're at as a program. That's not easy, but I think that's really the only way you're going to get better. And if you want to build a program, you have to schedule tough. I think that's just kind of the, the reality of it if you want to challenge your players and challenge your players for these deep you know uh deep runs per se i mean football's a little different in that regard than baseball or softball but if you want to be challenged and be able to win games late in the season you have to be challenged earlier in the year so um and nevada just scheduled another game with usc as well uh, for 2027 so um uh, not just one game but two games within the next five years I, against I, USC, which is kind of crazy. I saw that. I thought that was a bit nuts. Um, mm-hmm. w- when you look at what they've got as far as conference goes, and then they have this wonky thing where you paid. I don't, I don't pay that much attention. They obviously get you. This is like the first team I've talked about in like five, <laughs> four or five podcasts with other schools that, Hey, UNM's on the schedule. Um, Obviously, UNLV is a big game. Um, you know that's an in-state rivalry. But you get you get Fresno State and you get San Diego State. Um, how, how can you see this? T- I know it's a well off, well in the future, but just off first glimpses, how, do you think this can, team can compete in the Mountain West Conference in twenty twenty-three? I think so. I think you know. I think achieving a bowl game this year is a, is a realistic expectation. I think it'll also be interesting because there are no longer divisions. You don't have the mountain and the West division. Everybody's, you know, just as one now, which is going to be different. But I think this season you don't have air force on the schedule. Nevada doesn't have Boise state on the schedule either. Yes. It'll be different, you know, difficult, obviously those games against USC, Kansas at Fresno state at San Diego state, but I think if this group wants to, you know, make strides, they have to show what they're capable of. But I don't think, you know, it's not unrealistic to uh, say making it to a bowl game, uh, you know, going 500. That's that's not unrealistic, I don't think. That would be uh, a, a lot better than 0-8 in conference and 2-10 and 10 overall. Trust me, I. you're speaking to somebody <laughs> who, who was talking about a football team like that last year. Um, I have one last question for you, and it's it's – reverting away from football and to basketball um nevada released an artist rendering of uh, new locker rooms and player lounges uh, nevada's had a lot of success uh, i can remember nevada getting to the sweet 16 years ago uh i think when i was a junior senior in college um excuse me in high school and then you know the success with um 
muscle, one of my favorite coaches, Eric Musselman. Um, but what is that? You know, I'm, I'm asking this because of UNM. What is, what is promoting and getting a new facility like this do for Nevada basketball? I think it really just elevates it to the next level. I think, you know, with the way NIL is going and that's something that athletic director, Stephanie Ramp, she has been, uh, you know, she's made a priority, I think, along with so with NIL and getting a new facility of this caliber, I don't think many schools will be able to rival, you know, a facility like this um, based off those photos and what Nevada is going to be able to get. I think that's just going to help. And um, it, it looks the renderings look awesome, you know, to be able to see the finished product one day. I'm sure it's going to look even nicer in person. But uh you know, facilities when you, facilities are everything, really, because if you have a high-level recruit and another school down the road has better facilities, if that's something that the student-athlete really cares about, then they're probably going to go there instead. So I think this is only going to help elevate recruiting for both the men's and the women's basketball programs. Uh, it certainly can't hurt, but uh, I think it, it'll be interesting to see when it's all said and done and, and to see some of the other you know, facility improvements that that have continued around campus and, and continue uh, to grow and to elevate all the Wolfpack programs. I think that's, uh, I was at a press, again, I mentioned earlier, I was a press coach with uh, UNM head coach Richard Patino today. Um, and obviously we are talking about, in regards to basketball, um, a team in the conference that was the, <laughs> that was the national runner-up um in men's basketball but i would probably say and this is just more of a comment you know like san diego state nevada has a history of great basketball teams utah state does too unm i i would say it's it's bigger than a mid-major i think it's this conference and steve alford might probably agree with that i think it's a lot better basketball than people realize mm-hmm. so i'm just throwing that out there but anyway um hey coach alford said that he said that multiple times during the season, like how good the Mountain West is. He said, I've been in the Mountain West for so long. And he said this past year, how good it was. This is the best he's seen it. And I think after what San Diego state did, I mean, there's no reason why the Mountain West shouldn't be just as good next season. I had, <laughs> I had a kid, I had somebody on, I think from mid major Mattis on this podcast. And he told me uh, that the Mountain West conference was better than the ACC. And I was like, well, pump the brakes, but the, he had defense of it. So I, I, I understand it. Uh, yeah. You know, I think Steve Alford told me that on, on this show, I think he was like, we're, we're a damn good, you know, damn good conference. So, um, I'm getting off trap topping basketball and I'm not going to keep you much longer. She is an anchor reporter for Nevada Sportsnet. Her name is Shannon Kelly. I much appreciate your time. Thank you very much. And as I tell all my guests, if I see UNM on your schedule, I might be bugging you uh, the week before October 28th to have you come on to preview of your, that, ga- that game. If you're available, that would be much appreciated. But I can't thank you enough for your time today. Hey, thank you, Ryan. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. The Pit Podcast. Special thanks to Shannon Kelly from Nevada Sportsnet. Again, my name is Ryan Tamori. Appreciate you guys listening to the Pit Press Podcast. We should have another episode coming out. Uh, as I mentioned, there was a you know middle summer basketball press conference with the team getting together. Um, and uh, Coach Richard Patino, Suntino, uh, wanted to talk about um, 
all the transfers and the and the roster being finalized. Uh, Ed and Eric will probably get together and talk about that soon. But again, we thank you for your support and thank you for listening. We'll be right back.